0: This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business.
1: Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Syke. And I'm Luke Acree. And Luke, one of the most asked questions we get here at Reminder Media, and it comes uh, from new real estate agents and really kind of anyone that's new in the business, but especially yeah. in real estate. They decided to get their license, they wanted to sell some homes, they want to control their income. They're six months in without a deal. So since we're in a new year, maybe some of you listening have started a new career, maybe finding Stay Paid for the first time. We've decided to set aside some time today to go over what you should be doing in your first 30 days as a new real estate agent. And as you pointed out, this is really kind of your first 30 days in any industry. Yeah. In any industry. If you're business. working for yourself,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. I think one of the biggest struggles for people is that When their feet hit the ground, day one of entrepreneurship, they just don't know what to do. (laughs) Now what? Yeah. Well, you haven't built
1: up that busy work in your business that everyone likes to get lost in, right? So you don't have like the busy work of the operations. It's like you're literally starting from scratch from a blank piece of paper trying to create something for yourself. So we kind of have five different uh, tips for you. The first one is going to be maybe one of the most challenging because it really takes some thought it takes some time trying to figure out why did you get in this business in in your why story yep. but that is to start to establish your brand mm-hmm. so this can be um, you know when we talk about brand obviously everyone's mind goes immediately to what it looks like right your logo mm-hmm. right or the perception of your business which is a huge part of it your visual identity will be a big part of it Don't sweat getting that hundred percent right right out of the gate. Because it will evolve. That's something that's going to evolve. That's something you're going to be able to invest more later on in hiring like a professional designer who can uh, put something together very unique for you. This is really thinking about, you know, what we sort of started going into, which is why did you get into the business in the first place? Tell people, kind of work through your brand story, what your service is, who your service is for. So what type of audience are you trying to reach? Explain what people can expect when they hire you and then start to state, this is sort of your unique selling proposition. What makes you the best choice out of all of the other people that your clients could be considering?
0: Yeah. Um, One of the things that I will point out is you want to think about stuff that is truly personal to you, right? And it's okay if if you got into the business because you wanted to have a freedom and you wanted to make a lot of money. Like that's perfectly okay. And then just translate that onto what does that mean you're going to provide? for people. And maybe what you're providing for them is freedom of home ownership. Yeah. Right. And because you're all about freedom, you're all about providing freedom for yourself and you want to provide freedom for them as well. And you want to help them financially because investing in a home is one of the best financial decisions that you can ever make. Right. So you can easily take what you're passionate about, why you got into the business, even if it is about financial freedom and turn it into a value proposition to the actual consumer. Absolutely. I actually love the way
1: our copywriter, uh, Gabriel wrote this out for a real estate brand to be great. It must be three things authentic. Don't just say what you are, be what you are, differentiating, know your secret sauce and leverage it and relevant Offer something that your audience wants and needs. So the second thing that you need to do, and this is going to take a little bit of research, but that's going to be getting a CRM. So you can yes. create a CRM out of your, out of an Excel spreadsheet. Highly recommend against that. I look, recommend looking
0: into Although, a good CRM. Glenda Baker, Glinda who Baker, is a freaking a, superstar, you're right. runs out of Excel. Blew you're my mind when we interviewed right. her. Yeah. But yes, but you are correct. You probably should get an actual CRM. Yeah. Uh, but well, uh, boom, a CRM should be something that
1: inspires or incites action, right? It should be yeah. something where you're able to keep track of those daily yeah. activities that you need to be doing to start growing your business and then continuing, yep. continuing your business.
0: What's yeah. the What's the key here when we say CRM? It's contact relationship management system, right? So yep. it's all about getting your contacts into one place that's going to drive your business. So really the activity that you're doing is you're going, I need to pick a system. Yes, that's not as important. Just choose one. There's plenty out there. There's a lot of great ones. Choose one, commit to it, and then really start getting your contacts into that system, your friends and family, your sphere of influence. That's really what's going to start driving your business when we talk about this next item that you need to do. Another thing we should add on to brand, but also can be slid into this category of like the tech that you need, start your social media. You have to be out from a brand standpoint. You have to be out on Instagram. You have to be out on Facebook. Document your journey. How cool would that be? Yeah. Yeah. I really think in your first 30 days right? People can't, as Grant Cardone says, people can't flow you if they don't know you, meaning they can't give cash to you, right? They can't flow you cash if they don't know you. So how are you getting known out there right now? Well, there's a lot of ways, phone calls, face-to-face, that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. but Instagram, social media, that's a great way to start building your brand from the photo standpoint, stuff like that. Absolutely. Things
1: to look for when researching a CRM. So consider scalability. Can this thing scale with the ambition that you have for your business? Integration. Does it integrate with other things like Facebook ads manager, if you're looking to run Mm -hmm. Facebook ads or other? Uh, things that you might be using in your business. Is there support? So you want to make sure that you choose a CRM that actually gives you real in-person or some sort of chat supports because you're going to get stuck anytime you're using a CRM. Ease of use, of course, is something to consider. uh, Customization and reporting. So we talked last week about tracking your referrals. Where did all of your referrals come from in your marketing uh, or in in your business? So something that you can actually generate reports on that you can customize for your business. And then ultimately cost. Your CRM is going to become part of your cost of sales. So whenever you look at your overall marketing budget or excuse me, your business expenses, you've got your operating expenses and then you have your cost of sales. CRM is really going to be something that will fall within your cost of sales. The next tip that we have is to start building a list. So you started touching on this a little yep. bit, but building out your list obviously you will include names, addresses, phone numbers, emails. Interests is something to consider making sure that you add in as you're building your list, the interests of the people that are on your list. We use the Ford method. Yep. So, what's uh, what do they have going on in their family? What's their occupation? What do they like to do for uh, fun, their recreation? And yep. then, what are their dreams, kind of their hopes and aspirations?
0: Yeah, what I tell people all the time is most people think, oh, I don't have a list. You absolutely have a list that's your friends and family in your sphere. How do you get the addresses? With your friends and family, it's pretty easy. You can reach out to them using Facebook, a phone call, a text message. You can literally say, hey, I want to send you a birthday card. Hey, I want to send you a holiday card. Whatever it is to easily get their address. You can do that for your sphere as well. With your sphere, what I coach people on is think about it this way. So I go to Anytime Fitness, right? Just by the nature of when I go, it's the same people in the gym all the time. I've never really gotten phys- or personal training there at Anytime Fitness, but I know the personal trainer, Steve, mm. because every time he's saying hello to me, I'm talking to him a little bit. We've gotten to know each other a little bit. It wouldn't be hard for me to go, hey, Steve, hey, man, I just want to send you a holiday card this year. What's your address? Yep right? It's so simple, but it takes me just stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit. The same applies to your barista that you get from your coffee from, the the grocer at the grocery store that you do your groceries with. The people that you see constantly over and over again, put those in your database.
1: You said they sell grocers at grocery stores?
0: I don't know. I feel like you you used to have someone that would stock the produce. They'd be like the grocer. Would it be weird? Like Ariel, your dad is a mailman, right? He is. (laughs) Would it be weird for someone to say, Hey, I want to send you a holiday card. What's your address? Um since he's the mailman. You're saying ask him? Yeah. Is that weird cuz he no. is the mailman? No, actually yeah. mailmen get a lot of mailmen and women get a lot of like tips and stuff over the holidays, they, and that's yeah. just because they like see them in person. Like generally, I mean every But who, it, yeah, who's a the person that delivers stuff. your mail? Right. Who's the person that takes away your trash? These are real people that need houses if you're in real estate to live in. They need advice on their finances for retirement if you're a financial advisor. They need insurance if you're an insurance professional. So don't just look at them as like this person's just the mailman, this person's just a grocer, this person's just the physical trainer, this person's just who I come and cut. No, these are real human beings that you can build into your list. A
1: lot of people might be thinking,
0: I don't know if I want to put myself out there. I don't know if I want to introduce myself. And get, get out people. of the business yeah. because that's what the business is about. People, do you, you have value. you, become or do you become not? A business owner, yeah. right? Well, my brother Steven says it all the time when he's making cold calls. He tells his agents this and he, and we have a beta test going for Facebook leads right now, so he tells some other agents that we have and this bit it's like You must believe in the value that you represent and that you're bringing to the table. You're not reaching out to people because you're trying to sell them something. You're reaching out to people because you can help them. Yep percent.
1: All right. Number four is to start prospecting immediately. So this is a lot of people will put this off because they think, oh, I got to build, you know, I got to do all these other things first. I got to start generating leads. No, you've got to get out there and start prospecting
0: for those leads on day one. Yeah. One of this is so call your sphere, let them know why you got into the business, that you're in the business, that you would love to be their real estate agent, that you would love to help them with insurance, whatever your expertise I can't are. Over, and I don't mean to cut in, but yeah. like
1: the idea of calling is so much more powerful than sending out that mass email to all of the people that you happen to have their email address for because they're your friends or your family and saying like, I just got into this business, man, the phone call is so, so much more powerful.
0: The amount of deals you're going to close on call one is almost zero, right? So what you're trying to do on phone call one, what you're trying to do on touch point one, I should say, no matter what, how you're reaching out to them is you're trying to set a foundation. You're trying to plant a seed that you can water over time, that you can take care of that will eventually blossom and you can reach Or reap a harvest from that. So when you call your sphere, no, nobody's going to work with you probably right in that moment, unless you get lucky. No one's going to give you a referral right in that moment. But as you plant the seed and then you continue following up, you continue providing value, which is watering it, eventually the time will come and guess who they're going to think of? They're going to think of you. Absolutely. All right. So our fifth and final one is really just
1: to become a sponge. So you want to learn as much as you can. You want to seek out a mentor, which we talked a little bit about last week. You want to study your, not only your industry and your business, but study your market, become the expert within your area. Uh, and within your market. This could be training. This could be watching YouTube videos. This could be jo- getting a coach, practicing your scripts. So if you're going to be making some of those follow-up calls, or you're going to start prospecting, calling uh, some of those leads, practicing your script, read, read, read. So we talk about millionaire real estate agent all the time. This thing is so much more applicable than just the real estate business. So obviously, if you're getting into real estate, it's going to be super applicable to you. Yeah. But even for our own business, we took so much away from reading the millionaire real estate agent. Uh, listen to podcasts, find a source of motivation as another great one. Like if Mm. you're having trouble uh, starting your day off with that fire in your belly, find a source of motivation. Whether that's a YouTube channel, whether it's a podcast that you can listen to. What's the you always listen to? Um, Ed Millett. Ed Millett always yep. gets you fired up in the morning. So find that thing that's going to be a source of motivation, not because you need it to push you forward, because you shouldn't have got into entrepreneurship if you don't if you're not naturally motivated, but because it'll it'll be that thing that helps to spark creativity and gets your day started off right and keeps you going in those moments where you might be getting
0: down. I love that. If you want to be in the top one percent of earners. Then you have to have the top 1% of work ethic, the top 1% of study, the top 1% of preparation, as they call it. And that is reflected in how you're training, how you're being that sponge, what you're actually intaking. And I would challenge each of you you want to sell more, right? You want to close more deals. Being able to sell comes a lot from confidence. Confidence comes from preparation, right? So that comes from the training you do day in and day out. And if you're training and you're studying your product and you're studying the market, that's gonna have such a huge effect in your communication ability with that prospect that will make all the difference between you getting the deal or the competition.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. That is your roadmap for the first 30 days as a new real estate agent and really starting any business. If you like this episode and want to support the show, we'd love it if you head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review and a comment to let us know how we're doing. And then the best way to support and help the show grow and reach more people is to share this with a friend. Share it on your social media. Make sure uh, maybe you have someone in your life you know that's starting a business or getting new into the career, and you're already a veteran. You're like, I listen to this. I don't yes. need to listen to it. Share it with them. All right, uh, Luke. This week's dad joke. What did Delaware? Huh. What did Delaware? Uh, maybe a New Jersey? I don't know, <laughs> but Alaska.
0: Wow. <laughs> All right. That if you want great. to
1: get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. Submit your dad jokes there. Or you can find us on Instagram. We are oh at gosh. Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steik.
0: And I'm Luke A. Creed. Guys, I will give you the action item that the most important thing you should be doing in your business as a new agent is you have to be prospecting. The business is a contact sport. Doesn't matter what business you're in, it's a contact sport. The more contacts you can make, the more opportunity that will present itself. Get out there and start connecting with people, building relationships, prospecting, presenting your value proposition to the world. You should be doing that at least four hours a day when you're new in this business. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers? It's top producers prospect. Well, top producers take action and they prospect. Go take action on that today.